Our passage today begins by saying that Jesus taught the disciples that they needed to pray without losing heart, without giving up, without quitting, when the answer to the prayer might arrive later than desired or expected. Jesus taught the disciples this truth through a parable about a secular judge who would not be bothered by the plea of the needy and persistent widow. The theologian Joseph Fitzmaier explained the intent of this parable of the judge and the widow by saying, Jesus recommended persistent prayer to God as a mode of Christian life, especially in the period of the church under stress, not only a persistent prayer, but a faith-inspired prayer. What, therefore, does our parable say? There was the secular judge. He did not think much of God. Maybe he was an atheist or agnostic in his private thoughts and beliefs. And the judge did not respect man. He was not concerned about people of what people thought of him or the needs of others. Then there was the widow who had been wronged. The widow came to the judge day after day seeking justice. Over and over the widow placed her plea before the judge. This was in a society, a culture, and a faith that had specific laws and expectations for the defense and care for widows. The law should protect the widow here, and the judge was supposed to enforce the law. The faith, the rule of God, should protect the widow here, and the judge was supposed to enforce the rule of God. The culture of the society was supposed to protect the widow here, and the judge was supposed to uphold the standards of the society. This is why Luke tells us that in the start, in his recording of the gospel, that the judge did not fear God or respect man. The judge was not about to meet the standards of the faith or of the society. The widow, however, was persistent. Day after day she came to the judge to seek justice. Day after day, the unrighteous judge turned her away disappointed. Then, eventually, after a long time of the woman steadily appearing before him, day after day seeking justice, the judge relented. He heard her case and granted the widow justice. The judge did not care about God, and he did not care about the opinion of others. He only granted the widow justice to get rid of her. To the judge, the widow was a pest of whom he wanted to be free. Jesus holds up this parable to remind us that even the unrighteous will grant a petition if a person who is in the right will be persistent enough. Then switching from the parable to reality, Jesus adds, if the unrighteous will answer a persistent petition, How much more will your Father in heaven answer a persistent petition? Pray. Pray fervently. Pray with persistence. Pray and do not lose heart. Your Father in heaven will hear you. Then Jesus includes that our Father in heaven will give us justice speedily. This is a bit strange to hear when the parable is to teach us to pray with persistence and not to lose heart with what seems like a slow answer. We need at this moment to consider that God 
does give justice speedily, even though we may not see the outcome for a long time. Let me tell you three reasonably short stories in the form of example. The first is of a man who volunteered for service in the military and went to war shortly thereafter. His mother gave him a tiny Gideon pocket Bible and told him to read it every day. While he was away at war, he would read just a few words a day to be faithful to the promise to his mother. At the same time, back at home, his mother prayed for him every day. Over a year of combat, almost losing his life on multiple occasions, the man began to read a few more words per day each day until he honestly was reading the Bible. The next story is about another man in a job that he hated. He did not like the job he was in. It created all kinds of emotional turmoil and his, and his health, both physical and emotional, suffered. He prayed to be released from the job and to be able to do something he would enjoy instead of hate. And after years of the hated job and constant prayers to be released from that job, he screamed at the sky, God, what is it you are trying to teach me? And why is it taking me so long to learn it? The final story is about another mother and son. The son was a wayward soul seeking pleasure in all things of the world, and his mother prayed for him constantly. She poured out her heart in prayer for her son. In response, the son moved further and further away. He did exactly opposite of what the mother desired for him in God's grace. His mother prayed for him day after day and year after year, only stopping her prayers as she approached her own death. Now the first man was in the army, and he was my commander for a while when I was a young soldier. He had a great testimony of faith and redemption and the power of prayer. He would say to us, if your mother is praying for you, just stop running. You'll never outrun a mother's prayers. I know. I ran for a long time, almost died in the process before I surrendered to God. I know that his testimony touched the lives of many, and I am certain that there are men who are Christians today as a result of hearing his testimony and the grace of God that came with it. But his testimony would not have had the same emphasis had his conversion been in an instant. God did give justice quickly or speedily. The man kept his promise to read the Bible, and God began to work in the man. But the mother did not see the answer to her prayer until much later. The second man is myself when I was on recruiting duty for the army. I am by nature an introvert and dislike talking with people. I wanted away from recruiting, which is nonstop talking to strangers, and to return to a quiet job where I only needed to interact with a few people or, even better, with none. And God used recruiting duty to teach me how to talk with others, understand the needs of others, and further equip me for the demands of ministry. If it were not for my experiences on recruiting duty, I would not be an effective priest today. I unknowingly began to learn the personal skills I needed for the priesthood immediately. God gave justice speedily, but I did not see or understand the answer to my prayers until many years later. The final story is about St. Monica and her son, St. Augustine. St. Augustine lived a lavish secular life, which he admits freely in his book, Confessions. He explains for how years he broke his mother's heart 
and how she persisted in prayer. Then in his book of confession, St. Augustine of Hippo wrote that his mother Monica told him as she was nearing her death, For my part, my son, I find pleasure no longer in anything this life holds. What I am doing here still or why I tarry I do not know. One thing only there was for which I desired to linger a while in this life, to see you a Christian before I died. And this my God has granted to me more lavishly than I could have hoped. Augustine became one of the most influential, probably the most influential theologians in the Western world. He is so influential largely because of his understanding of the brokenness of the human condition. He understood the brokenness of the human condition because he lived it and ultimately found it without merit. All because throughout the experience, God was working in Augustine's life. God gave justice speedily, showing Augustine how futile the world is. Augustine experienced disappointment after disappointment in his worldly pleasures, ultimately equipping him to be able to touch the lives to what at this point has been billions of lives with the grace of the gospel. St. Monica, however, did not see her prayer, see how her prayers were answered until after so many years and she was approaching her own death. Jesus recommended persistent prayer to God as a mode of Christian life, not only persistent prayer, but faith-inspired prayer. Therefore, let us, as the Apostle Paul instructed, pray without ceasing. Amen.